this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. All right, I'm hitting record. I did it too. I hit record. Woo! All right. <laughs> Welcome to Feature Creep, colon. Built-in microwave, semicolon. War on Christmas 2021. Boom, 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 or whatever. We need the like. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. Some Imperial March. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, why is my phone ringing? This is so inappropriate and unprofessional. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I'm not going to answer that. All right. Um. <laughs> So, uh, where are we and what's going on? Uh, we're recording this a little little yeah. after the fact, but we'll probably post it up for the normal dates for Christmas. Um, yep. And uh, that's my phone just <laughs> likes to ring twice. Um, <laughs> it rings and then when it passes through to the voicemail service, it has to ring it, again because it's it lets a new you service. Know. Yeah, it lets me know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, we're on Christmas. If If this is the first time you're listening to our show, this is a weird one to pick up on. Um, yeah, and it's an annual tradition. But it is an so. annual tradition. So welcome and happy holidays or non-denominational, non-offensive. Or I don't really give a fuck. Christmas, Hanukkah. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Kwanzaa is a good... I was reading about Kwanzaa recently. Kwanzaa is fucking cool. Yeah, Kwanzaa is really fucking cool. Um, yeah, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> Qua- also, not a like- religious practice. Right. That was the thing that I was like, I'm like, right, this isn't even religion based at all. Yeah, it's just a Kwanzaa, I think, is like my here's my ham fisted explanation of Kwanzaa. I yeah. could look it up and do it more eloquently, I suppose. Um, like when I learned about it, the way I learned about it was that uh, African-American people developed Kwanzaa as a way to reconnect with like their lost history, because a lot of people's family trees in who are black in America only go back to like their great grandparents or something. And then if they were brought here from Africa, the trail goes cold. Right. Yeah. And there's no so, way to know who was who was who. Yeah. So there's not. It's not clear whose like cultural heritage is what exactly. And so, uh, like, this was a way to connect people and celebrate a history that doesn't necessarily go back very far, or does but can't be located. And so. I thought that was interesting because there's so much more thought that goes into it as a holiday than the other holiday. Like Christmas as a Christian holiday is batshit crazy. Yes, makes yes, no fucking yes. sense. <laughs> and it was a lie. Like it just co-opted somebody else's holiday because they were lazy. Right. And it's all about like really weird crap. And like the whole thing with the virgin birth and Catholicism is widely misunderstood. And it's really horrifying. <laughs> the truth of it. I don't well, no I don't understand why up. that's confusing. What's confusing about that? It was a immac- yeah, It was so, an immaculate conception. Yeah. But the immaculate conception wasn't Jesus. It was Mary. Yeah. So when Mary was conceived, yes, she was the immaculate conception yes. because she was conceived without original sin, which was what made her in like in advance. Oh, she was suitable to be the mother of God oh, when she gave birth thought, to Jesus. I thought she became pregnant through immaculate conception. She no, the immaculate conception doesn't refer to that. It refers to Mary's conception. Mary was conceived without original sin, which is what made her suitable to be the carrier for the 
like flesh and blood version of God, which I is see. Jesus. And so when she became pregnant with Jesus, yeah. that's what everyone thinks is the Immaculate Conception because there supposedly wasn't any like sexual intercourse that happened. But that's not actually the point of the story. I see. That's not the point of the mythology, of the Catholic mythology. Uh-huh. The point is that Mary was like extremely pure in terms of like humanity and right. the only person who was suitable and, and lived up to like the, high the demands of, of right. carrying the son of God, right. blah, 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 right. blah. But yeah. So like when Mary was conceived, it was her mother was in a lake and was like raped by God. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. It was crazy. Anyway, the story's crazy. Look it up. Okay. I'm not even going to do it anymore justice because I think Catholicism is stupid and I spent way too much of my life being forced to participate in it. Uh, but as far as holidays go, it like it doesn't make any more sense and like they just stole the December date the solstice for kind of, like convenience yeah. yeah and to like eradicate other people's cultures yeah like a cultural genocide and so uh kwanzaa is way cooler because it like talks about things that actually mean something right yeah uh i didn't realize i thought another interesting thing about uh kwanzaa is that um it it came out of the aftermath of the watts riots um mm. or at least according to wikipedia as of december 31st 2021 um well we've got a lot to talk about and this wasn't uh not that kwanzaa is amazing and and worth worth learning about um yeah it's cool but we don't care about any of these holidays because we don't celebrate any of them no well but we do support (laughs) i mean some of it you're not a big supporter of the troops on war and christmas i on the other hand do shop at starbucks on the regular um Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know i just i'm just saying i may be a little better than you that i'm supporting our you know i'm a little more patriotic you know what i mean like i'm definitely supporting our troops so um (laughs) you're on the right side of the culture war (laughs) right uh Anyway, War on Christmas uh, is an absurd thing that we like to talk about every year uh, just because it's so it's so ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't really know where to start with this. So so do you, uh, you shared with me that a particular monument was torched. Oh, yes. The fallout from that. I think that's the biggest the biggest salvo in the War on Christmas this year. Uh, yeah, so the big one, um, yeah, so there was, if you're not, if you weren't around or you were living under a rock, um, which good for you, good for you, I was safe, safe, stay under that rock, don't come out. Um, yeah, have you, have you seen, uh, yeah, we all know how you got there and we don't blame you for living there. Um, right. so yeah, so a tree a huge Christmas tree was set on fire outside the Fox News building in Midtown Manhattan um, this year. Because setting uh, giant trees on fire basically is what is begging to happen all of the time anyway. It has nothing to do with Fox, but go on. Yeah. And uh, that's not what Fox thinks. Yeah. Um, So it's an interesting story in that there is a gentleman, Mr. Tamanaha. Okay. Ta- Tamanaha. Tamanaha. Uh, was arrested and charged with seven counts, including criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and arson. Um, 
and as far, that's it doesn't really matter who it was uh but somebody who was around 49 years old or possibly somebody else but this man was observed craig tamanaha was observed climbing the structure before the bro- fire broke out around 12 15 a.m now, was it a real tree or was it just a structure made to look I like a tree? I believe it was a real tree. I'm Okay. Um I'm just skimming through here. Uh So it had been lit um you know the it had been ceremonially lighted with the lights, mm-hmm. the lighting ceremony or whatever. Um so the tree had been lit and then later the tree was really lit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good fun yeah i did not see that coming so the interesting thing is that uh so the original tree so the tree has already been replaced Um, okay that was fast yeah now obviously this is a huge move towards the war on christmas right like obviously they're like the you know the underground came together this act of terrorism in new york city where you know (laughs) the christians were persecuted in broad daylight like it's it's like they were burning an effigy on their front lawn or something like right how Um, dare they how dare they however it turns (laughs) out as far as i can tell according to this new york times article um that uh mr tama tamanaha was most likely homeless not at all interested in whether or not this was a slight against christians or christian kind or the persecution of christmas or you know dropping a nuclear bomb in the center of uh you know the equivalent of hiroshima yeah. in uh you know in christum in in xmas town um you know bombing <laughs> yeah. santa's village with a nuclear bomb <laughs> it was none of that this man just just wanted to burn the tree Right. you know just a normal act of like hey what like the fuck I am said. i doing this year i think i'm gonna burn this tree down like um, i said i really think this has nothing to do with any of the people who feel targeted by this action I, it was just a guy and a just, desire to burn down a thing <laughs> exactly that yes. happened to be a tree yeah yeah that might have meant something to somebody else yeah um there is a uh i have heard stories of um there's like an event in the desert it's like some kind of like dumb hippie thing where a bunch of people go in the desert and burn shit and i have i have heard that uh there so there's one particular effigy i think it's like this big man that they burn or whatever sometimes Mm -hmm. and um and i guess like one year somebody burned it early and this really cracks me up because it's it this feels like the same thing like the outrage over this man (laughs) burning this thing down like i okay I understand there's safety concerns with a fire that big that and I am not I am not trying to belittle them, but nobody's like, oh, my God, somebody could have been hurt. Everybody's like, fuck you. You ruined the fucking cool thing that we were going to do. And you got the timing wrong. Yeah. And the funny thing to me is like this feels a little bit like that where it's just like like (laughs) like no one's like, oh, my God, this is really dangerous. And we're so glad no one was hurt. And, you know, it's great. And we're moving on. It's like, oh, my God, we're being persecuted and they're ruining Christmas, this holiday that has no footing. And we're barely like we're barely surviving culturally. And you guys are just trying to take away everything from us. It's like, yeah, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) It was a it was like a like a, a Christmas decor mass murder. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. On Just par like, with loss of life. Right. Of right. Mass, mass, I mean, mass casualty event. Like the amount of news coverage this got was easily on par with like mass shooting events that are happening oh, all yeah. the time in this country. And just, 
yeah I, yeah the way it was presented as is as if it was like a uh um what do i want to say like an act of aggression yes that was reco- recorded as such like there's been an incident yes Yes. Like 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 some di- like some diplomacy has to be deployed here or something like like there's been yet another attack on New York City uh-huh. and this time it's serious. You know? Yeah. I mean I don't know. Yeah. It's It's, it's really weird. Yeah. It's weird how upset everybody was. The the whole persecution complex, you know, you got to find something to be upset about. Otherwise, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, I have some interesting news. Uh, sometime around this time last year, I was dealing with uh a problem, eh, not so much a problem, a situation that was sometimes problematic. That we detailed in an episode um, about the exceptional mice that lived in my house. Mm-hmm. This year, I don't have exceptional mice. I have one intermittent mouse. Oh. And I think this mouse lives elsewhere, but knows that it can come here if it maybe wants food or something. Yeah. And how I've discovered that there is this mouse is that I have a built-in surround cabinetry around the refrigerator in my house. Yeah. And he comes out from underneath one of the cabinets. Oh. So he'll pop out from underneath the cabinet and then he'll run over the cat's bowl and he'll steal a little food and run back. But he doesn't do this every day. And I noticed it was very sporadic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like there's been a mouse here, but there's very little evidence. No poop ever anywhere. Like he doesn't, <clears throat> he doesn't live in my house. I don't think. Like he just knows to visit, get the food, and get to the fuck get out. the food and leave. So like here, what I did is I sprinkled some all-purpose flour on the ground right underneath where the toe kick for that cabinet is. So if yeah. he comes out, he'll land in a little pile leave, of flour, and I can evidence. leave. He'll leave tracks. Yeah. yeah. So he leaves tracks in the flour, and then he also carries the flour on his little body, and I see where he takes it, so I can see the route that he travels. Right. He does not spend any time in the kitchen unless it's to come out from the bottom of the cabinet nearest to the cat food, steal cat food, and disappear. And he only steals a particular type of cat food. Really? So he only shows up yeah. maybe once every three weeks at this point. Because I leave the po- I leave the little like flower out because I want to know when he's coming and going. Yeah. And it the last time I saw him or saw evidence of him was over three weeks ago. I thought maybe the cat had eaten him. I thought Biggles caught him. I was like, well, that's it. He hasn't been around for ages. I yeah. mean, he must be gone, gone. Right, right. No, this morning I saw evidence of footprints, but it looks to me as though he dropped into the flower and was like, uh-oh, and left immediately. He didn't move anywhere. He didn't go anywhere. There were like, you know, a mouse is a four-legged creature. Yeah. There were maybe 10 footprints, like step, 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 uh-oh, turn around, climb back out again. There wasn't like going back and forth mm-hmm. or going in circles or getting chased or anything. There was just... I'm here. I should leave. And so I don't know what to make of this because he, there's no, there, there, the basement is a hundred percent free of mice. Like we've done so much remodeling and stuff down there now. I can safely say I, there's nowhere for them to live in the rim joists anymore because we've insulated all of that with spray foam. So I don't know where this little mouse is coming to and from. Intermittent mouse. 
That's so interesting. I mean, I, this is kind of an upgrade from the from the exemplary mice that lived yeah. with me last year. Those exceptional mice were like amazing and hard to get rid of. Maybe this is a um, the progeny of learned Maybe. upgraded. It was like, oh yeah, no, we know how to do this. Right. Yeah. Come and go only in certain circumstances and only at certain times. I have made lots and lots of um, uh, suitable environments for the critters to live in outside of but adjacent to my house like Mm -hmm. we put out seed for the birds and for the squirrels and corn and stuff like that and i know that the mice like to live along my fence line underneath where all of my cosmos and my uh lilac plants are Mm -hmm. and so i put food out for them there so they don't have to come in the house looking for it and it seems to be working really well that's smart i don't know yeah so that's my intermittent mouse story my my annual update on the state of uh, critters in in coexistence. Um, my cat is still not diabetic. He has he has solved his own diabetes. That's fun. I know it's That's crazy. Amazing. We're babysitting a friend's cat who keeps getting older and older with more and more medication, and our cat just doesn't age. He gets younger and younger. It seems like, hmm. which probably means we're going to be stuck with him forever. Yeah, or yeah. I think he's an energy vampire, and this is why he continuously wakes me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> just, and it's why he always wants to be around you, saying, so "Just suck the mm-hmm. energy out of you." Just suck it right yep. out of me. <laughs> he was actually pretty friendly to me when I had shingles. Oh, that's the other like piece of great news, and why we haven't published anything in like uh-huh. months yeah. is because I was like, "Woo! Now that we have time and we can actually arrange things, I'm gonna die." Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, my body does something very similar, which is once like things start to calm down, like if I've been going through a really stressful patch Uh and then, you know, it's like very hectic or whatever. And then as soon as I have no obligations, I'm like, am I getting sick? Oh, God damn it. And then I get like a flu or something like I just recently had it. And thankfully I tested uh, negative for COVID. I did both. um, I did a quick test and then later I did a PCR test, both negative, but um yeah, I was a little nervous there because I was like, oh, just just having uh, been around, you know, been outside and been around lar- larger groups of people than I usually go see. But um, right. I mean, nothing outrageous, but, you know, going to going to stores and things. Um, yeah. So here's a funny thing that is on the Wikipedia article. There's an article on Wikipedia called Christmas Controversies. And uh, so December 31st, 2021, there's a little blurb at the end about the term Xmas as opposed to Christmas. So using like XMAS. So the interesting thing about Xmas is that it's actually um, often it was often used by the Orthodox Christian churches. Uh, It appears Mm. on a lot of a lot of symbols and a lot of the text. Um, It's a it's a well-known abbreviation for Christmas as used by Christians. Um, mm-hmm. historically. Okay. Now, in 1957, uh, there was a publication, News and Views, published by News and Views, published by the Church League of America. Oh, boy, that sounds fun. As you can imagine, this was a conservative organization founded in 1937. Um, and <laughs> they, they published this article titled X equals the unknown quantity. Uh, and they basically attacked the use of Xmas Um claiming that it was a blasphemous omission of the name of Christ and that X is referred to as being symbolic of the unknown quantity. Um, 
Smith further argued that Jews introduced Santa Claus to suppress the New Testament accounts of Jesus and that the United Nations at the behest of of world Jewry, J oh, J E W R Y. Man, I don't How <laughs> is that not super in like uh, I don't know that I can take that in a way that isn't offensive. <laughs> I mean it what well, is, but it's like it feels it's hard not to laugh at the absurdity of it. Um, yes. I mean, this, I, you know, I don't know. Admittedly, like, I, I don't have a strong um, association with Jewish culture. I've, like, I've been to some weddings and I have friends who are Jewish and I, you know, that's um, what I, God, I feel like I, I have friends who are black. Um, <laughs> that's not I what I mean. My point is, like, I, I, I admittedly don't know, like, how deep the, the sort of anti-Semitism can go and, like, how bad it can be. But um, what I can say is this feels very much, like, um, on par with that, like, the gay agenda. Yeah. Like, this idea that these people are so well organized that they have this agenda that and, they're all and monolithic. Working. Yeah, monolithic and um, not self-thinking and, like, you know, right. like like the they yeah they're like the borg like they're gonna assimilate you and they're like this monolithic enemy to be feared um right. as opposed to just other people dealing with their <laughs> shit um anyway right. uh exactly <laughs> yeah it's really it's really absurd um <laughs> I, watch out for all the jewelry yeah all the jewelry uh such yeah a weird, so yeah it's fucking so like this group of people this what did you call them the the, the, the people who published the, the news the and church news league of america church league of america like who do they actually represent like who buys into the church league because i will bet you anything that catholics are like well they're not real christians if they're not catholics so screw their league <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the only I thing mean, we care about is the vatican right i yeah i don't know is it like evangelical let's see the church league of america was founded in 1937 in chicago um to oppose the left-wing and social gospel influences and christian thought in organizations see Uh, this is like they're like weird neo arch conservative neocons or something yeah um they dissolved in 1984 (laughs) um yeah so I don't know. All right. Doesn't matter now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I, uh, I support the use of Xmas then, especially because the only standing, um, complaints against it are from a now defunct group of people (laughs) who don't seemingly represent anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Xmas it is. (laughs) Yay. How to support the troops in the war on Xmas. Right. <clears throat> this year uh we stood by and let Christmas go without participating even in the slightest. Um we specifically did not speak to either of our families. <laughs> nice. And uh didn't do anything with any people outside of our house. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we remodeled the garage. Like we've been That's working in the garage like crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a um, I mine mine was pretty mellow. Like I um, I hung out with my partner's family, uh, who I I really like them, and um, yeah, yeah just kind of slept in Christmas Day, and then kind of went over and caught up with them. 
And then uh, so great. Yeah, I did not talk to any of my own family, and I feel better for it. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. Oh, yikes! Anyway, um, <laughs> sometimes it was yeah. it was kind of funny because we woke up on like Christmas morning. Yeah, and Damon goes, "I'm not calling my family today." And I was like, <laughs> "I." I support this. Yeah. I'm not calling mine either. Right. <laughs> My family uh, specifically was a little bit annoying because I was really sick with shingles. Yes. <laughs> and uh, shingles is a problem where if you don't catch it fast enough, you're sick for a really long time. Like when you, the the time it takes you to realize what's going on is like super critical. Like it should be as short as possible because then you can take antivirals and kind of like stop the p- progression of the illness and it'll back off eventually. But like, if you don't do that quickly enough, you can end up with like all of this horrific nerve damage, which is what happened to me the first time I had it. But now that I've had it once, twice, the second time I got it, I realized within about four days of it starting what was yeah. going on. And mm-hmm. then I was able to get it. But I've been sick for like a month. Yeah. That sucks. Like, yeah. Once again, I got sick at the same time of the year. I always get sick at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And, and um, and I was like unable to wear a shirt mm-hmm. or like any kind of clothes on my top half for weeks because your skin is so sensitive when you have shingles. You can't like even like air blowing is painful. Yeah. It's awful. Um, and so we had to crank the heat in the house way up because it's fucking winter. Yeah. And anytime I would get goosebumps, it would just like rip like fire across the surface of my oh, skin. Oh, I bet that sucked. So we turned the house into a tropical goddamn paradise. I, I sat like so that I wouldn't have to stay alone upstairs in the house. Damon made a bed for me in the living room where uh-huh. I could just lay down. I had to lay face down for like a week uh. and not move. It was so boring. I mean, yeah. it sounds like heaven at first. You're like, oh, I get to just lay around and watch all these movies and stuff and yeah. catch up on all the movies I haven't seen. And by like day three or four, you're like, I would give anything to be able to do something other than lay down on this fucking mattress right? on the floor. Right. And like just so bored. And like I couldn't I couldn't do anything because it was too painful so it's like there were two things that were okay laying perfectly still face down on a comfortable surface like a bed or floating around weightless in a bathtub those were my two options everything else was excruciating hell and so i didn't leave the house i didn't like talk to anybody i didn't do shit (laughs) like that whole time i think i texted with you when i was like conscious yes yeah for the first few days i mostly avoided like any kind of movement whatsoever. So in including like texting or using a computer or anything, I just kind of sat like, you ever seen people who have a broken arm and they have the weird scaffolding that holds it out at a specific angle. Mm -hmm. I was just like that. I couldn't let any of my Uh, parts touch my other part. And uh it was like really painful underneath my left armpit. And so I just had to like, I couldn't wear any clothes. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't, I had to sit in front of a space heater the entire time. It was dumb. Man. But it was shorter this time than the first time. The first time was terrible and it went forever. Yeah, I'm really I'm really glad. And it seems like you maybe have less side effects now. Yeah, I don't have I don't think I'm going to have any lasting last, nerve damage yeah, from this one. Yeah, lasting nerve damage, yeah. Yeah, the first one like I'm still I'm officially on my 6th year of nerve pain from the first one. Oh god. 
Mm-hmm. I was talking to my therapist the other day about this and I was like, you know, like I'm because because of what my dad said to that attorney uh-huh. and she's like, what the fuck? And I was like, I know they don't know anything. But uh, long story short, details unimportant. Uh, I was talking to my therapist about how, you know, like I'm doing much better now than I was six years ago. But like if you asked somebody else who wasn't normally in the state that I'm in to describe the condition that I'm in, they'd be like, like a headache and a jaw pain that never goes away and like your face is numb and your teeth hurt and a bunch of other shit it's like it's still painful yeah it's just not as painful as it used to be but it's still something that never goes away i was so worried about the seconds because i woke up at like two in the morning or one thirty in the morning and realized we i have shingles again I, I, first of all, I realized I have shingles. Then I realized I, that that's what happened the first time I had shingles. Right. I didn't realize it was shingles. Now I know what happened the first time. Now I'm really pissed that nobody figured it out. Yeah. And also now I know what to do about it this time around. So that's good. Also, there's a new shingles vaccine. Public service announcement. couple things to know about shingles. Uh, 99% of adult human beings on the surface of the planet have had chicken pox as children, even if you don't remember having it, even if you didn't get actual chicken pox on your skin, you, you probably, probably had it, it. Yeah. which means that you're susceptible to having shingles in the future. And they used to have a recombinant virus vaccine. And a lot of people who had immune problems couldn't have the vaccine because you could end up having shingles from it. Right. And so um, they wouldn't give it to certain people and they wouldn't give it to anybody under 50 because healthcare in America is rationed, even though most people don't realize this. It's the insurance companies that ration healthcare and the insurance companies don't want to pay to vaccinate a bunch of people who probably most likely, statistically speaking, aren't going to get shingles. And those are people who are under 50 years old, except the first time I had it, I was 35 and now I'm 42 and I've had it twice and you're not supposed to be able to get it twice. Yeah. And you're not supposed to get it when you're under 50. So guess fucking what? So now I'm going to go to my pharmacy and I'm going to demand that they give me a shingles vaccine. And I want the one that's not the recombinant vaccine because I don't want to get sick from it again. I want the new one and it, you have to get it boosted every four years. But I tell you what. I tell you what. Fuck. I will absolutely get that vaccine every four years right? because I am not doing this again. <laughs> I just I just got my uh, I got Moderna uh, booster um, a couple days I ago. It yeah. actually uh, it was so much easier than the first two. So it's half the dose, is my understanding, at least for the Moderna. Oh. Um, it's like half the full dose oh. that you get. Um, I definitely had a reaction to it. Uh, was it the weird dead arm thing that we had the first time? No. Well, okay. so what happened was I think that like one of my lymph nodes got a little swollen. Yes, right I had arm. a huge one in my armpit. Yeah, and it didn't really happen until the second day. And then the second day, I was like, mm. "Oh, that's really sore." And then mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, yeah." Um, so, but I took it easy, and it was fine. Um, and I feel great now. So, that's good. Yeah. The first, the first I have these moments had... of blackout where, like, I wake up in the car, like somewhere I don't expect, oh. but otherwise, it's fine. No. <laughs> no no nothing like that uh, and when you come to what's your backstory yeah um, i just make shit up because i cannot remember <laughs> they haven't caught on at work yet right right yeah i've just been following a paper trail that i apparently left for myself yeah. before yep <laughs> yeah like it's a little I'm, memento situation i've got all these like polaroid pictures yes. shit written on them. tattoos that yeah. are backwards so you can read them in a mirror uh-huh yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, we both have to get our booster shots. Damon had the J&J, but I had Moderna, so I'm going to get another Moderna, and I think he's going to get a Moderna this time, too. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, I think that works fine, is my understanding. So. I was also told that the Moderna ones have the flu vaccine built into them. I don't know that that's true. I got I got a flu vaccine. Uh, mm, you got them separate, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's true. It's, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I heard that like one time a while ago and I haven't looked into it at all. I don't see anything like that. <clears throat> it may be, um, they're looking to use the same technology, I think, um, mm. to also hopefully, uh, like attack things like H1N1 and, um, other influenza they're hoping yeah. that they're hoping it's successful because this is like a new way of doing it. The um the mr and the mRNA, uh, yeah, right. And so they're, I think this article suggests that they're hoping that it will be effective for creating better flu vaccines because that's one of the things that okay. we struggle with. Because I think that I think their idea is that because it's so successful against COVID, I mean, first of all, having like a ninety ninety percent what is it like 99 percent effective or some shit like some insanely high percentage of effectiveness which the, one the, the moderna, moderna covid moderna moderna covid yeah yeah it's pretty high yeah it's pretty high which is like really really amazing for vaccines in general because usually vaccines yeah. are more like you know anything over 50 percent is great because it when you mm -hmm. get everybody um, you know vaccinated it halts the spread and then eventually right. that eventually that particular disease goes away because no right. one's able to pass it on because right. the few people who get infected it never gets trans like it doesn't get a lot of traction um, right mm -hmm. because it yeah because there's even, nowhere for it to go yeah there's nowhere for it to go because even if you're one of those people who even though you were vaccinated you still got sick your symptoms are more mild you spread less of the particles in right. the first place because it has less it gets less traction in your system and so even though you have like relatively mild outbreak it's even better for everybody because now you're less able to per spread it and everyone else is like you know that's the i think that's the thing that people don't realize is like a vaccine's not like now i'm just 100% like like this shield like it never comes in your body what happens is right. it comes in your body but your immune system is so effective because of the vaccine it suppresses it or it, yeah like it, it, it never really gets a hold and so even though mm -hmm. like you might have like a minor like you might have been exposed to like the flu and you're like kind of have the sniffles for like a day or something you're yeah. not producing that same viral load in your environment that someone who's like gone through the full thing and so you're you're exposing fewer people to smaller mm -hmm. amounts of the virus in the first place and then if their immune system is hopped up then it's like the virus just never really takes off but i right. think people kind of don't really understand how some of these things work and so uh <clears throat> anyway war on christmas um <laughs> much more important than uh yeah. covid or you there's know, I mean, this uh, COVID is in a war on Christmas because it's shut down a bunch of shit over here for sure. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of restaurants over here that are shutting down. We went out for breakfast this morning and we stood like right at the front door of the restaurant yeah. because we got in there and it was like a fucking uh, zoo. I mean, oh, it really? was like cr cr it was so crowded. Yeah. And there were a bunch of people like walking in with presents and stuff. I'm like, don't bring your fucking presents <laughs> to the Christmas table. What is wrong with you? There are tons of people here trying to eat and you are like taking up a room. So there were just all these people and we were like, it was me and Damon and like 10 other people were all sort of like 
huddled away from other people with masks on uh-huh. and then everybody else was just like all over the fucking place like a soup yeah and so we stood right by the front door so we got like the freezing cold blasts of like jets of air coming in and out that stirred shit up and i yeah. was like um this will be good this will you know dispel some of the like miasma that right I feel like yes. i can practically see floating around me yeah and and then once we were seated like it's the seats are pretty separated from other people and so it's i'm not so worried when we eat there that we're super close to other people but if you're indoors at all it doesn't fucking matter because fluid dynamics right anyway we're taking our life in our hands for breakfast because they have really good fucking breakfast there but it's one of the only places that i know of that is still doing shit like the noodle shop in our neighborhood senyai is only doing takeout like there's a bunch of places that are switching back to like oh yeah pre pre shutdown sort of yeah behavior like oh maybe we should do contact tracing again and i don't know so yeah i i i've barely left the house in like months now because i was either working hard on school shit or getting sick and having to deal with that uh antivirals man they're a good thing i was just thinking about how fucking terrible it must have been to well like i went through shingles once without any kind of medical support because i had a bad doctor who didn't know what he was doing but like i just think about um like if everybody who got shingles a little while ago had no medical support because there was just nothing to take for it yeah life before antivirals must have been terrible do you know if they had like nanobots that could track down the latent herpes zoster virus in your nervous system and like eradicate it. The only way that you could probably get those nanobots where they needed to be is with some kind of like a spinal tap or spinal injection. Yeah. And if I knew that a one time injection into my spine of nanobots would get rid of the possibility of herpes zoster in my future, I would be like, let's go. I'll do this again one more time. (laughs) Really? Yes, it's that bad, dude. I cannot yeah. even describe to you how bad herpes is. It's like herpes, zoster, the shingles virus, the one that causes chicken pox and shingles, like it just it lives in your nerves and when it reactivates, it damages your nervous system from the inside out. It feels like you are on fucking electrical fire. Oh, it is sounds awful. horrifying. It's awful. It's so painful. It may the like end symptoms. It grows and grows. Like it starts at the root ganglion in your nervous system. So yeah. for the first time for me, it was at the base of my skull and it went around the right side of my face. And this time it was in the middle of my back Ugh. between my shoulder blades and yeah. it wrapped around the left side of me all the way around to my sternum. Oh God. And it feels like, like you have these deep, sharp stabbing pains yeah. that are accompanied by cramping like, unbelievable cramping yeah but didn't i mean did the wonder bread not help the wonder bread helped yes i was living off of wonder bread essentially because ned gave me the advice that wonder bread what did you say how did you phrase it i don't even remember but it sounded well, convincing at the time and so i just switched I, to a complete i had suggested wonder bread that if you are trying to give your digestive system a break right that you want to eat some pretty mild like you know like pretty easy starches white like rice. white rice or like wonder bread like a couple yes. pieces of wonder bread saltine yes. crackers are another good one <laughs> um uh, this was before i to, because I, it started out feeling like i had these deep dark shooting pains up through the center of my body and i yeah. was like it feels like when you have 
like like a stomach bug and you're having like stomach cramping and stomach right. shooting pains right. you know and i was like oh god i don't know what i ate or and like, you were I like i had some food fr- poisoning you told me you were like i'm gonna eat like you ate some like whole grain like something that sounded really good but i was like i <gasps> oh it was bran it was like yeah bran, you were like straight yeah up you were like it's ate a bunch of fiber. fiber and i was like ah i mean it turns out doesn't matter <laughs> but i was like no no like if you're trying to give your digestive system a break you want to just like (laughs) real easy like things that go break down really quick don't have a lot of like you know i mean they're not good for you like long-term nutritionally but they're perfectly fine for an evening of like you know like light chicken broth and saltine crackers not like colon blow um (laughs) totally what it is too yeah. it's just like little extruded sticks of yes, bran yeah. i love that cereal it's so good I do too. but um i like to put fruit on it yeah so i was like maybe i just have like some slow moving stuff in my guts and like i should like, try to it get it out you know like let's <laughs> yeah. get it out of here yeah. so i can start feeling better uh-huh. and that didn't help i i spent like a day i i went in on like Tuesday morning, it started like Friday and I went in on Tuesday morning and I was like, I'm having like weird shooting chest pains, but not like cardiovascular chest pain. I know this because I pushed my system to the limit and it didn't get worse Mm -hmm. or better with like vigorous cardiovascular stress. And so I like exercised like crazy and I was like, well, it's not that like, it's not my lungs, not my heart for sure. It's something else. And I was like, I thought perhaps what had happened is that I took like, a pill of some kind, like my vitamin C, my liposomal uh, vitamin C or something. Yeah. And maybe one of them had gotten stuck like in my esophagus mm-hmm. down a ways, like at the top of my stomach basically. And I thought, Oh, maybe I have like the start of an ulcer. Oh yeah. Because right. it was like, it was right in my solar plexus. Yeah. Like, and it was hurting it was, so bad. Yeah. It was hurting so bad. And it was like, it was hurting so bad that on the third day, Damon's like, if your stomach hurts this bad on the third day, you need to go see a doctor. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, you're probably right. And so I scheduled an appointment on Thursday with my doctor to see her at 2 p.m. on Friday. So I made it from like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday with increasing weird stabbing chest pains. Yeah. Monday morning, not doing so great, but thinking I'll survive. Tuesday, went to therapy, came back and was like, I'm just probably not going to do much today and take it easy. Wednesday was like, oh God, this is pretty bad. And spent the whole day like effectively laying down on the floor in the bathroom. Uh huh. Because Damon was having lots of work meetings that day. And so I just kind of made myself scarce and I watched TVs and I alternated between laying on the bathroom floor in extreme discomfort from what felt like back cramps and stomach pains and then floating in the bathtub, which made me feel better. But you can't spend all day in the bath you got to get in and out in and out in and out so yeah yeah no, you can't i, I mean, was you want, just, despite my best efforts i've never been able to uh yeah yeah so then like suk young and i went and got punch pizza for dinner on wednesday yeah and i was like man i just do not feel great that earlier that monday we had gone to nicole and alika's house to hang out with them and have dinner and i tried to drink a little bit of this like sparkling wine that we had with our appetizers yeah and i was just like i can't do it yeah i like i can't uh, this feels terrible and so then by Thursday, I was like, I'm not doing so great and I feel terrible. And I was like, what if I have like ulcers? Like, what if I have, what if this is uh, like an aortic aneurysm? Right. 
you know, like that could be a thing. And I, I'm all weird about my heart, but like it wasn't my heart wasn't hurting. It was like just below that. And I was like, maybe it's an aneurysm. My my grandfather died of an aortic aneurysm that were they were completely unaware of was a problem. They didn't even know he had one until he Ugh. like died suddenly from it. Right. Right. And like they don't usually hurt until right before they <laughs> like rupture. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, fuck. What if I'm about to have like because if you go if that happens, you just die right away. Yeah. There's no like going to a doctor. There's just you die. And so I thought, well, what if it's that? And then I got really freaked out. And then we went to bed and then I woke up screaming. Oh, God. I know. From the pain. But from the pain. From the pain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And at that point, it had spread out from the center of my back. Like it was very nondescript and just shooting pains and a lot of cramping and a lot of like general just like pain in the area. Yeah. And then when I woke up in the middle of night, it had localized and it was sharp as fuck. And I was like, oh, no. But it wasn't my stomach at that point. That sounds like, do you remember I was floating in the bathtub and I told you I was drinking a smoothie? Yes. I even sent you a picture of it. I'm like, I'm drinking a smoothie in my bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) And when I drank the smoothie, it actually hurt my insides. I think because it was cold and the like the cold sensation, anything that activates your nerves. So literally like just the course of being alive is like murder when you have shingles because all of your nerve endings are like on fucking fire. Right. And so, like, wherever you're unlucky for that disease to start from, for yeah. me, it was in the middle of my back. Whatever nerves and the, and the organs that they serve that yeah. come off from the origination point are what get impacted by the shingles when you have it. So, so it, <laughs> there's the surface of your skin. Yeah. I, but there's it, also your internal organs. It, it definitely... I. I'm always curious, like, what the benefit is, like, the mechanism that benefits the virus that your nerves yeah. are firing like that. Like, my yeah. assumption is usually that um, it's probably because eventually it's going to form a sore that it wants you to scratch so that you can spread the spread it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. You want to hear something crazy? Sure. Both of the times I've had shingles, I didn't have any super uh, superficial sores. Oh, interesting. That's part of why they didn't figure it out the first oh, time. Oh, right. Yeah, because most people, you get that band of like right. essentially chicken pox, but like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, or like cold sores. They're just like when you get a cold sore. Yeah, yeah. On your lip or whatever. Right, because it's right. a very similar um, <clears throat> virus or it's in yes. the same family. They're all the herpes viruses, yeah. like the zoster and the simplex. Right. Yep. So yeah, this time my stomach and my esophagus and the skin, it basically in a horseshoe that starts in the middle of my back and goes under my left arm and around like across my boob and everything like fucking burning fire on my tit. Just like constantly. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't wear like, I couldn't wear any clothes. It was terrible. Uh Like anywhere it touches is just like on fire. And so I'm imagining like, I remember my grandma used to like make cakes and then she'd like take them to travel. So she'd put toothpicks all over them to cover them in a sheet to keep it off of it. I'm imagining you have like these toothpicks to keep your shirt away from your body, like to stand off. I was just thinking about that and I was like, this is totally Hellraiser ish. Like everything about this is Hellraiser ish. And I, (laughs) I just love pinhead. Like Hellraiser is one of my favorite things ever. I think it's so funny and awesome. But I, yes, the like, uh, that I had I had him in mind quite often because of the like a the amount of like hellish pain that I was experiencing. Yeah. Here's the thing about weird pain too. Yeah. If I know that it's just painful and it's not actually going to kill me or like cause last like <laughs> when we got to the clinic, <clears throat> 
we when I okay re- rewind. I scheduled that stomach appointment. Like I, I think I have some kind of a stomach infection or something for like Friday at 2 p.m. with my doctor and it was Thursday and then I went to sleep and woke up overnight Thursday into Friday morning like screaming and realized at like 2 in the morning I don't have a stomach problem. I have fucking shingles and I need antivirals like as soon as possible. I can't wait until 2 p.m. the next day. I might end up with lasting nerve damage by then. Yeah. So I had to like contact them and tell them, you know, like, oh, here's what's actually wrong with me. And then we like showed up at the clinic because in the morning when the clinic opened and they were trying to get a hold of me and schedule and work back and forth to get me some antivirals and figure all of this stuff out so I didn't have to wait until a face to face at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. The fucking phone lines went down. Oh, son of a bitch. Phone lines down. Me and Damon's cell phones both just stopped working. What? Like no cell phone network, no network, no phones wow. coming in, out, going. Like the only thing that was working for me was text messaging. And I ended up text messaging with my therapist who works at the clinic on her personal phone. And I was like, can you find my doctor uh-huh. and try and get in touch with her and tell her what's happening with me? Because I can't wait until two in the afternoon to see her. And then the phones weren't working. And I was like, I'm just getting in the car. I'm just going to come down there. And so I showed up there. And they didn't know what to do with me. And I was like freaking out because it was so painful. And like I had figured out that it was shingles at that point and I knew I wasn't going to die from it. Mm -hmm. But I was a little bit like agitated because I was like, you guys, we can't like every minute that goes by, you're condemning me to live with like horrifying pain for the rest of my life. Like, please don't do this. So we like managed to get there and I got into a room and was like seen and everything. Um, But the pain was like ridiculous and uh I had it was like I would have these muscle contractions that would just like contort my whole left side uh, because that's where like all of the nerve endings were and stuff. And so it would go like something like the the wind would blow. Somebody would walk past me or something and it would create a bit of a breeze, which would rustle over the top of my skin, which would then ignite like fire and cause a subsequent deep cramping in all of the muscles in my left side uh, of my chest. Yeah. And then the cramps would lead to like an excruciating sharp stabbing pain. So I had a pain, this pain that followed up through the center of me, like like somebody was like electrifying me. Oh, God. Um, and then it, the stabbing pain felt like somebody was stabbing me in my stomach and out through my backside. And then there was like the horseshoe of burning pain that went around. It was like pain in three dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Yeah. And yeah. So get the fucking shingles vaccine. They just didn't even know what to do with me. I was like, I, I need these specific drugs. And they're not the fun ones and I need them now. Like they were like, do you want pain medication? I was like, no, it's not going to work. It's just nerve pain. Like it's right. not, as long as I know I'm not dying of like an aortic separation or some crazy shit like that, I'll deal with however bad it hurts. It's fine. Right. Yeah. As long as you know there's an end in sight, like you're going to gonna be getting better. That's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, but that's rough though. It's like excruciating. It's the worst pain ever. Oh, it's so bad. Don't do it if you don't have Don't to. do it. Don't you do it. I was just going to um, check with the uh, the art department and see if they're if they have a color for us today. Yeah. Yeah, so now that I'm not dying anymore, we might we might be able to start producing a couple more of these things again. It's hard to say cuz we both have all these crazy schedules and stuff and so we're tr- trying to figure out a time when we can reliably get together. Yeah. But fear not, everyone's still alive. 
Yes. Yeah, we're doing well and uh, things are good. Um, Our buddy Lauren's back in town, so she's going to record with us some more. Yes, that'll be fun. I'm actually, I'm very excited about that. Um, Let's see. Okay, so we've got some colors here. What are our colors of the day? So what we've got is, let me send them over to you in the Chatamaru. Chatamaru me. All right. So uh, colors of the day. Ooh, we've got. Uh, this is a great combination. Oh man, I love this. Yeah, we've got declarative metrification. That's a good one. And we've got informatory optimism. So, uh, declarative metrification is a very dark sort of navy blue. Uh, its RGB values are 18, 2, and 76. Mm, Texadecimal value uh, is going to be, um, and if you're listening to this for the first time and you made it all the way to the end of our podcast for this lovely final segment, you can <laughs> you can look at these colors. Uh, you can pop this into Google or some other similar search engines. Um, and they should pop up a color picker with the exact color that we're talking about when you put in these numbers. So you're going to put in yes. a pound sign uh, or a hashtag one two zero two four Charlie. So that's hashtag one two zero two four C. And you should see a nice dark blue, uh, almost purpley navy. Like it's almost purple. It is. <laughs> I, that's what I love about it. It's it's so close to purple. Yeah. Um, now the in, informatory optimism uh, is the um, complementary color, so it's much brighter. It's it's got a lot more yellow, like I'd say, like a like a pale pale yellow color. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it's very like it's a it's a, a little on the green side, but it reminds me of a sort of like very pastel-y lemon yellow that you might put in yeah. the kitchen to make it like very bright. Right. Yeah. So the RGB RGB values for this color are two thirty seven. 253179. The hexadecimal value, again, pop that into Google um, or similar, you'll get uh, this color. <laughs> so hashtag Echo Delta Foxtrot Delta Bravo 3. So that's hashtag EDFDB3. Um, yeah, so those are the colors of the day. Uh, both of these colors are going to change your life today. Today. Yeah. Wearing them today is in fashion. Tomorrow, not so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. some other pairings. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you noticed. I think that the color of the year was announced. Um, I think we talked about it. Uh, yeah, we did. I think we did in the last episode that we did. Right. It's very Perry. Yeah. So they went back to one color after that little stint of two colors. Um, mm-hmm. They which, couldn't keep it up. Yeah. I wonder if they. I wonder if they decided they're like, oh man, they were trying to get ahead of our commentary on this podcast, and then they're yep. like, ah, oh, those guys aren't serious. They don't have a lot of followers. Well, doesn't what matter. Do we don't care. We still think you're garbage. Um, yep. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. So we're just going to keep doing and it you're right. Doing it wrong. Yep, um, you're overdoing it wrong. You're overdoing it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's true. I mean, the very peri color, I uh, just don't. It, the problem is, like, when you don't do two colors, it's really hard to take one color seriously. Right. Because you have nothing to compare it to. It's decontextualized. What are you telling me about this particular shade of gray that it's going right. to be? Because they're all going to turn to gray. Um, the the very peri color reminds me of something. Um, it was, they, they talked about it both in the book and in the movie Fight Club, where yes. Jack, the narrator's boss, 
wants to get all of the icons on his computer desktop in cornflower blue. Yes, right. And he always wears a cornflower blue tie on like Monday or Tuesday or something. Like it's all, it's like this routine around the color cornflower. And I yeah. just think of like <laughs> when they're sitting in a board meeting or something, like in a meeting at work, and they ask Jack, like, what do you think of this? And he smiles at them with like bloody yes, teeth. Yes. <laughs> And I, so that's what I think of this year's Pantone. It's like uh-huh. Edward Norton with bloody teeth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's better. Uh, uh, <laughs> that improves it a little. Oh, so so yeah. great. So I have a bunch of episodes on deck. Um, yeah. I'm working on I'm working on notes for things. I want I'm going to do a pepper episode. A pep ep. Pep ep. Pep ep. Um, Sweet. I have a fun story about how I was accused of being a communist with Oliver Sacks, and now I am being somewhat friendly or intrusively stalked by some um, socialist worker party folks, which is hilarious because I'm not actually a communist, but we'll tell you all about it in the story later. So that's one. Um, Lauren has a really interesting story called Dr. Nut, the nut job and the nut case. And uh, <laughs> I, we can't record it without her because she has a very clear. Um, yeah, no, we have to. Yeah. Very she's clear storyline here. She's yeah. got to fill us in on. So that one's coming up. Um, we we do actually have it scheduled out to talk about the Pantone cop out of the year 2022, which is the full on discussion of the short falling and shortcomings of Pantone and yes. large uh, also their choice of they're they're retroactive. They're sort of like they're sort of um, they're sort of reverting now. Like, yeah. instead of moving forward, they're reverting. So we got a whole episode about that. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm very excited to hear about it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it. I think uh, if you're listening to this and it's around, it's still around the new year of 2021, 2022, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we are in the middle of the, of the pandemic. So that's still going on. So continue to wash yep. your hands, continue to wash the mask, and do consider getting a vaccine if you haven't yes. yet. Um, yes. Go out and get your booster if you can. It helps everybody, uh, including yourself. So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're struggling with understanding why you need to get a booster, there is plenty of good actual information. Um, I think even the CDC is fairly trustworthy these days. Again, uh, they <laughs> kind of got fucked for a little while there. Right. Um, do you remember back? Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Do you remember back when like, um, in the early two thousands, all of the airports and the nation was under like a coded color coded threat level and it was yes. just always orange. Yes. Yeah. And like, wake up today. What's the threat level? It's still orange. Right. What, what yeah, will it, it be tomorrow? Like, orange. Yeah. What was it yesterday? Orange. Yeah. Um, this kind of reminds me like we need like a, a relative like veracity level of the CDC. Like what are what are they color coded today? Are they right, orange right. or green? How can we how, yeah. how trustworthy is the information coming out of the propaganda coming out of the CDC today? Yeah, I was I I was actually very disappointed that um, our government is structured such that a a particular political party could have such an impact on. A government agent like agency like that yeah. like the cdc is an institution that's there that i mean a lot of the problems we're having with the pandemic has to do with the gutting of the cdc in the first place yep like we had we had i mean i don't know if it's directly related to the cdc but the concept is the same like we had there was that um there was like a pandemic panel or something there was like a group yeah. of people whose job it was was to kind of keep on top of potential pandemics and head things off at the pass and my mm-hmm. understanding is they were doing very well 
Um, I mean, this is for certainly the first pandemic I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> right. You know. I got H1N1. So, yes. but that wasn't, that didn't rise to the level of pandemic. No, it did not. And the fact <clears throat> that you got it and, and I was never that worried about getting it says a lot, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we didn't know each other then, but my point is like, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was kind of a fluke that you got it. It I mean, was a super fluke because yeah. I didn't have any first, like first ring contacts with anybody who had it. So yeah. in other words, I didn't know anyone and I didn't know anyone who knew anyone who had it. Like right. I have no idea where I got it from. Yeah. And even the person I lived with didn't get it from me. Right. Which is so great. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was great. But like, yeah. it was crazy that I got it. And I, holy fuck, was I sick. Yeah. yeah. I thought everybody was being like all like, you know, like how some men are when they get sick with like a summer cold. And you're like, I, uh, can I, pu- can I kill you and put you out of your misery? Because I can't stand to listen to you anymore. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> I man, happy, man flu is real. Happy to put you out of your man flu misery. Um, I thought it was like a man flu thing. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. I can't believe everybody's upset. Oh, God, what's happening to me? Oh, no, I think I'm dying. (laughs) Well, according to Harvard Medical, um, man flu is is sort sort of real, Uh, (laughs) which is to say that there are some studies that suggest that men have worse side effects. Um, Yeah. but you know i i think i i often is real and he has man flu yeah yeah anyway um i don't get don't get h1n1 don't get sars don't get mers and don't get covid wash your hands wear a mask get the fucking shots get your shingles shots get all the shots and if somebody has a lead on nanobots i would like to know about that right seriously yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, but I think, I think the point that I got onto the CDC was that you could potentially go to their website for good information again, um, and generally not feel like they've been ordered to withhold actual real scientific evidence from you, um, in order to make it look as if things were going better than they were. Um, I thought about doing a podcast about the ethics of booster vaccines, but I don't want to muddy the waters. I go, yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that there's been some good discussion around the concept of like there needs to be this separation of like what you as an individual is doing versus like what's good for public policy. Like if if they make a decision that we're where everybody's getting booster in the public like in then the we're public, all getting boosters. Then we're all right. getting boosters and like you you do better you do better to do that than you do more harm than or you do more good than harm if you if you continue to participate, even if right. you personally maybe don't agree and you think there's a subtlety where it's like, no, maybe we should wait or those doses need to go somewhere else or whatever. That's not right. your problem. Like, I mean, right. make your voice heard, <clears throat> but go get your booster and participate because we're trying to get there's a goal we're trying here. To do a thing. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do a thing and there's a goal here. And I think that, um, you know, this is one of the things where it's like, you know, kind of got to buckle down. I mean, obviously. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying go jump off a bridge if everybody jumps off a bridge, but well, is the bridge unless fire? it's like, no, I mean, we got to fucking get away from the fire and, you know, right. I don't know. Like, yeah, think for yourself, but then, you know, throw in with the rest of us and we can all push the fucking door closed and not die. Right. Right. So, um, <laughs> trying yeah. to shut the damn door. Right. Um, <laughs> were you raised in a barn? That's what my mom used to say to us. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. You raised here? us, was I? Right. <laughs> Do you not remember? <laughs> I feel like the fact 
fact that this is a question yeah. <laughs> sort of undermines the security that I may have felt at one time that people were in charge. Right. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. So uh, we'll have more podcasts soon. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Good, good stuff. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.